Hello listeners and welcome to Retrospective Replay Episode 3, a serialised deep dive into video games. This is Season 2, Metal Gear Solid. My name is Ian and with me tonight is Michael. Hello. Hello Ian. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Are you enjoying the summer? Yeah, it's good. Sunshine, good to be outside. Um, working on my tan. <laughs> Lockdown's ready to be lifted. A couple of weeks, two weeks, doing a bit. Yeah, my summer body is delayed, so that'll have to wait for a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. I think it's because of um, yeah, because of lockdown. There's been a backlog with um, delivery, so yeah, my summer body will be here. <laughs> at the end of the summer <laughs> well it's Amazon Prime Day at the end of the month so maybe you get one cheap then are we sponsored by Amazon now? no <laughs> not yet maybe one day hey if we go on Twitch at some point maybe people can pay us with Twitch subs Twitch Prime subs but maybe. we're not on Twitch at the moment we're not however I do want to talk about what we are on we are currently on Twitter and Facebook um, the easiest way the best way it seems to be connect with us right now is Twitter that's where we seem to pick up most people. So on Twitter, we are at Retro Replay Pod. And if you search for us on Facebook as Retrospective Replay, then, you know, you can just follow us, uh, watch for upcoming different things. We are looking at running a competition in a couple of weeks' time. So definitely get a, give us a like and a follow and just get ready for the announcements of them things. Uh, it's also the best place to find out announcements of new seasons. However, we're still in early stages of Metal Gear here. So last week, yeah. where did we leave it? We just escaped the little holding cell and Meryl ran away, didn't she? Yeah, and um, we saw the, f- the... We heard Psychomantis was kind of... Caused a hallucination for... Um, or what Snake thought was a hallucination. Yeah, we load the game and we start off back on the... B1 of the tank hangar and I do believe last week we were told to look for unpainted walls that we need to get in down in the basement too to go find the president, Kenneth Baker move to the lift, call it down you know there's a bit of a bugbear for me with this lift, if you're away from it for any length of time, every time you call it, it has to arrive, you hear it arrive you know, you hear it decelerate and the doors open However, I don't think it's that busy, you know, considering there's no one that we know of on this floor. I mean, there's a couple of locked doors, so maybe there's people in there. And then when we do go down, there's nobody there either. But does it maybe not reset and just go back to the first floor? I've never heard of a lift doing that before. But maybe. Maybe. This is video game logic after all. Anyway, we get the lift and we take it down to B2. And the B2 basement is an armory. There are nine different rooms, all sealed with a different level keycard. The room at the bottom middle is open, and we can go in there and get some SOCOM bullets. There's no enemies here right now, but there are a couple of traps, which I've totally forgotten about, to be honest. Yeah, I've fallen into them a lot of times. Did you? If you stop. Yeah. You're okay if you keep running, but if you stop, there's no way you can continue to go. You, you, You know, it just manages to get you. Yeah, so it's the top middle left and the middle somewhere in the middle as well there's two I think there's two traps yeah sounds about right we can use our level 1 keycard and go into the middle room to collect some C4 which is quite fortuitous considering we now need to blow a wall up 
So finding the way to go is pretty easy. It's in the bottom left, but you can actually see the wall from the first or third person view mode. The section of wall to blow up is slightly bluer. When you press snake up against the wall and hit circle, and he hits the wall, it makes a more hollow sound. So you place the C4 on the wall with X while you have it selected. Then you use square to set it and circle to detonate, but don't stand too close when you detonate, because otherwise, you know, it'll knock you off your feet and cause quite a lot of damage. Then we move on through the, the new hole that we just made. We enter the screen from the top and it almost looks a bit like a service corridor, which is a bit unfinished. At the end of the corridor, there's like grates in the floor where they've almost not like finished pouring the concrete and you can see the rocks, can't you? The rock face and stuff where it's built into. And it seems like a dead end. However, there's one more place to put some more C4 on the right hand wall near the bottom. So you blow that up and you move on through and it's another dead end, but now there's two places for C4. Blow them both up. And if we go right, first of all, there's two doors and they're locked with two gun cameras there. And these gun cameras are not like normal cameras, are they? When they spot you, they don't, set you. The, yeah, they, they don't set the alarm off though, do they? No, but they kill you very quickly. Yeah, they are very powerful. There's a small C4 in there if you need it, but I wouldn't recommend going for it. However, you can use the chaff grenades to get it, can't you? Yeah, you can, but I mean, at this point, there's no real... There's no real reason because you have to use C4 to open the hole anyway to get another C4 so it kind of just cancels it out. So if we go back to the second hole that we made, we get a cutscene. Snake walks into a room and he sees a man in a brown suit and overcoat who was tied to a centre pillar. It's pretty obvious the centre pillar is covered in C4. Snake asks if he's too late thinking that the man might be dead and walks over to him. The man then groans, showing he's still alive, and Snake identifies him as Kenneth Baker, the arms tech president. Snake tells him not to worry and that he's here to save him. He reaches out for the president, but Baker says not to touch him, and that's when Snake realises a C4 everywhere. How doesn't he see that C4? I mean, it's clearly there, isn't it, from the first shot? Yeah, but he's the legendary solid snake. Nothing gets past him. That's true. Six speaks six languages. He's maybe he's got more than 180 IQ. He can't see a load of C4 in front of him. We then see a man who cocks a revolver pistol and he shoots at Snake's feet. Snake jumps backwards, dodging the shot. The mysterious man confirms if the wire is touched, the C4 will explode, killing Baker. The gunfighter then walks out into view, stating that Snake is the one that the boss keeps talking about, whilst impressively spinning his gun around. Snake asks who the man is, and he identifies himself as Revolver Ocelot, then states he's been waiting for Snake. He holsters his gun and says, now we'll see if the man can live up to the legend. He starts then talking about his gun. He tells us it's a cult, single-action army, and he refers to it as the greatest handgun ever made. And doesn't he say, what, it's loaded with six bullets, enough to kill anything that moves? Yeah. And then he finishes with, now I'll show you why they call me Revolver. He shouts draw, the screen fades white, we go back to gameplay. The music duel starts to play, and then we have a boss fight. I quite like this boss fight, actually. Yeah, it's alright. I mean, it's nice to just run away from him. Yeah, it's a bit. it can be a bit tough, because if you try and hide, he bounces shots off the wall to get you. Yeah, and if you if you run into the metal, you blow the whole place up. Yeah, I didn't do that. Did you manage to do that? Yeah, I did that. Okay. Um, what what is quite hard is that you can't see him most of the time. So you aim your gun 
and fortunately Snake's got like an auto aim on him if you're standing still. If you're running it doesn't, but if you're standing still you'll kind of auto aim on the revolver and you'll automatically turn trailing his gun on him so you can shoot him. Now I find the controls in this very clunky from using it. Like a D-pad, I'm using the D-pad and I find it hard to aim. And that's the most difficult part of this. Well, I'm using the analog stick actually, so you just need to change your emulator settings. And because I did that for this game, I changed the emulator settings. I tried to use it, but I couldn't. I couldn't get the. I couldn't get all the buttons to work. Well, I might try again. No, I was going to say as well on the kind of connotations of some of the comments in this game. Do you not? Do you remember? Do you, what do you make of what Oslat says when he's reloading? What did he say when he reloaded? It's like, I love to reload during battle. There's nothing like the feeling of slamming a long silver bullet into a well-greased chamber. <laughs> I mean, you know, make, make it out what you will. But I think of a lot of the other, you know, innuendos in this the, the discussion and the comments in this game. The, um, the UI is a bit different now. Um, we can see our health, Revolver Ocelot's health, and the President's health as well. But you can also see how many bullets that Ocelot has in his gun and how many he's used. And after he's used all six, you can see him reloading. And you see the animation of him reloading, but you see the bullets actually replenish on the gun. I don't find him too difficult. Um, it doesn't take long and you get his health down to zero. Yeah, as long as you avoid him. Um, I, well, I don't even think you can catch him, can you? Because if you chase him, he runs away. Yeah, you, you can't. I mean, you can't catch You can't catch him. Because yeah. if, you, if you get too close, he... He runs away. He runs away, and if you go through all your ammo, ammo starts respawning around the area for you. Because I went through my bullets far too fast, I just started shooting wildly. And of course, once you hit him once, you know he's invulnerable, flashing for three or four seconds, and you can't hit him again. So it was just a waste of time when I was trying to load all my bullets into him so fast. So I did lose all my ammo, but then I got it back because it respawns, as I said. But when you do take off all his health, you move on to another cutscene. Revolver Ocelot is hiding behind a pillar, and tells Snake he's pretty good. And it's just what he would expect from the man with the same code as the boss. He says he's just getting warmed up and steps out from behind a pillar, ready to fan his pistol. But as soon as he gets into position, something flashes across the screen. Suddenly, Ocelot's hand falls to the floor holding his gun. There are more flashes and Baker is freed from his restraints and hits the ground. The C4 then explodes, blowing Revolver back into the wall he was injured. We then see a man in orange for a split second who almost goes invisible, kind of like the Predator. Yeah. And Ocelot says stealth camouflage, so we've got a name for this technology. The man deactivates his camel and looks like a cyborg with one glowing red eye and approaches Snake. Ocelot stands up, picks up his hand and gun and shouts, you were lucky, we'll meet again, and he runns off. Snake points his gun at the cyborg and asks who he is. The cyborg says, like Snake, he has no name. Then he starts to malfunction and he screams and his head shakes around and he starts to just freak out and he just runs away. Snake then helps Baker to his feet and asks if he can talk. Baker asks who he is. Snake replies he is not one of them and informs Baker that the Darva chief gave up his detonation code and wants to know if Baker has too. Baker talks about the Pentagon but Snake pushes Baker for an answer. Baker says he talked because he has no torture resistance training. However, he did resist Psychomantis' attempts due to surgical implants in the brain, and everyone who has detonation cords has these. Snake then asks if the Darba chief had them, which Baker confirms. However, he says he was told by the Darba chief that Psychomantis read his mind. 
Baker asks about Anderson, but is informed that he's died from a heart attack. And then, of course, Baker's like a crazy old man, isn't he? And he's like yeah. beating Snake on the leg with his cane. Snake states that the terrorists have both codes, and Baker says they are insane and won't hesitate to launch. We then find out what the card keys and the president had them, and he's told he gave them to the woman, the one who was thrown in prison. Snake speculates that this new recruit could be the colonel's niece. Baker says he's been in communication with her and that she stole a codec off a guard and Snake should be able to contact her. And then you get, is this the, it's not the fourth bit of fourth wall break and stuff, but it's a massive fourth wall thing, isn't it? Where Snake asks for the frequency and then Baker says the frequency is, and then a big long pause and he goes, I forgot. However, you should check the back of the CD case and I I, I hate this bit. So this is where, on the import, I got stuck. I got stuck here when I imported the game which considering you're only an hour into the game tops, it's a bit of a bummer. Because you didn't know to, where to look for the codec frequency. Well, but because it was all in Japanese as in well. Japanese. So it yeah. was like, oh God, I didn't know. And the thing is, you can't call her from in that room as well. You have to move mm. out that room. Um, I wonder how they fixed, how, how this is different in the, the, obviously the digital versions of the game. Is there a line put in? Because, you know, you can get mm. this now on, 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 like, what, Galaxy of Gaming, and you can get it on, um, and in the remake for the N64. Wasn't there, wasn't it, was it Game, no, GameCube, sorry. GameCube, yeah, Twin Snakes. That would have had a disc. Yeah, it would have had a disc, would have had a box. But the, 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 the new versions, the ones you can download now, they won't have a disc. And they or won't. a box. No, they won't. I don't know how they've, uh, how they rectify that, to be honest. Maybe you just Google it. Yeah, well, you can easily Google it, but you shouldn't have to Google it, really. But who knows? Um, Snake then asks if the key cards don't work, how can they stop the missile? Baker tells him to find one of his employees, Hal Emmerich, the team leader of the Metal Gear Rex project. He describes him as a bit of an oddball, but a genius, and he should be able to figure out how to stop Metal Gear from launching, or failing that. How to destroy it. Then we get like a bit of full motion video, don't we? And we get some information about nuclear war. And you've got scenes of missile launchers and storage buildings. And then missile solos as well. Baker then says there's no way to dispose of nuclear material. So it's stored in massive warehouses. However, every year there are several pounds of muff. A material unaccounted for. However, this proves there's a black market for it. Since the end of the Cold War, Russian engineers have been out of work with no way to go. Baker continues to say, in this modern age, any country can have a weapons program, and to maintain their deterrence policy, they needed to create a weapon of complete overwhelming power. He explains that his company lost the contract to develop the new fighter jet, so to bring in money, they started on the Metal Gear project. They had it escalated to a black project by the government, so the budget came from the Pentagon and they could avoid red tape and progress it faster. The men argue about morality, then Baker hands Snake a disc, stating it's the exercise data and it's the only remaining copy. He asks Snake to report to his bosses and gives him a level 2 door pass. Snake then asks about the cyborg. Baker tells him it's Foxhound's dirty little secret, an experimental soldier gone wrong. He then tells Snake to ask Naomi. Snake asks more about Metal Gear, but Baker also has a heart attack and then blames the Pentagon for something. 
He then warns Snake he's being used before going silent and slumping forward. Snake gets on his core deck and is told that it looks like another heart attack. The Colonel tells Snake he wants him and Meryl to work together. Mailing says he won't be able to contact her from that area and needs to go elsewhere. Snake asks Naomi who the ninja was and if he's a member of Foxhound. She denies this and saying that there's no one like that in the unit. So now back to the gameplay. So you can, oh well, first of all, when we get back, we get a bit more life bar, don't we? Yeah, so your life increases a bit because it's way low before that. Yeah, ridiculously low. It's like three hits or something and then you're dead. Yeah. Just, it, it, yeah, it's impossible. So the only way to go back is to the armory. But when we get there, there's now guards patrolling the area. So you need to be slightly more careful. It's only two guards though. However, watch out because they are super intelligent, 180 IQ. Well, this is the point now where those traps in the floor start to be a bit more tricky because you have to avoid guards and avoid those traps. Yeah. So now we're in the armory with a level 2 keycard and we can open the new level 2 doors. In the bottom left, there's a level 2 door and that has grenades. And the bottom right one has an assault rifle, a FAMAS. Do you know what FAMAS is? Or what it stands uh, for? Uh, I don't. Well. Is it I thought it was just a make of gun. No. In English, it's assault rifle from the Saint Etienne Weapons Factory, but in French it would be uh, Fusil d'assaut de la Manufacture d'Armes de Saint Etienne. Okay, Saint Etienne. Yeah. So yeah, it just literally means gun from that web- area's weapons factory. I did not know that. Nor did I. I just thought a famous was a type of a gun. It was just a name. I didn't know that it had a. a, a yeah. Cool. In that room with the famous, there's some lasers, and these are the first laser traps that we've come across. So you can either use the thermal goggles to watch the lasers, or you can equip your cigarettes, and you can see the lasers then when you're close to them. Yeah, but smoking is bad for you. <laughs> smoking is bad for you, and the thermal goggles are much better. Yeah, I didn't realise you could use the thermal goggles, because I only remember playing when I played this game, I just used the cigarettes. Right. Did you use the thermal goggles this time? No. All right. I didn't even think, I didn't even think to use them. Hmm. Well, if you call Campbell, I think he says uh, he calls them thermal lasers or something. Oh, okay. So it kind of gives it away a little bit, you know. They'll love to point certain stuff out, but then other things is like a hugely shrouded secret. Yeah. Also, when did you ring Merrill? I called her round about now. However, you can do yeah. it any time, can't you? Yeah. Well, what I read was if you call her now, We'll talk about what she's going to do, and she does that like as soon as you get there. But if you wait, you have to wait for her to do a thing. You need her frequency, first of all, so that is actually on the back of the box. We're going to have a box, so you Google it, and the frequency is 140.15, and you call her, and when we call Meryl, you get her picture, and she has a mask on, which is silly, really, because you get all these emotes and things on these pictures, but obviously Snake's not seeing the picture, is he? He's just hearing the person. Yeah, but she's wearing a balaclava like the other soldiers. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it adds to the kind of, it adds to the story. Yeah. That she's dressed up as in disguise as one of the soldiers now. Mm-hmm. She then asks Snake who he is, and he responds saying he was impressed how she busted herself out of prison. She then immediately realises who Snake is. He's from the prison. Snake asks her if she is Meryl, the colonel's niece. She ignores that question and says, no, it's not him. So presumably she's talking about Liquid Snake, right? Yeah. She's going, oh, it's not him. And then she adds, uh, who are you? And Snake tells her he's the one her uncle sent in. 
Merrill replies in shock that he came alone and asking if he's a one-man army. Like Ashley Riot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he is the reinforcements. Yeah. Just Ashley Riot doesn't need a cardboard box to hide in. I like the cardboard box. Have you been using it? Yeah, I used it a couple of times. Nice. After you get it. More so just to see the reaction of the soldiers, because it's hilarious. Yeah, well, what do you mean? We've got 180 IQ. They're genius. Yeah. But then they get they get wise to you if the box, they see it twice, and then they kick it over. Okay. So it takes it takes two sides of a box to confuse a 180 IQ man. That's yeah. uh, it's good to know. Merrill asks Snake his name, but he says it's not important. However, Merrill deduces that he is Snake after he mentions her uncle. Merrill takes off her mask and apologises for shooting at him, not knowing if he was a good guy. Snake tries to put the charms on her, doesn't he? And says that she's a good person and she's got beautiful and compassionate eyes. Well, yeah, he's like, oh, it's, I knew it was you. And then she was like, how did you? And he's like, oh, it's your eyes. And she was like, oh, my eyes. And he's like, yeah, they're not soldiers' eyes. And then she's like, oh, they're Rocky's eyes. Isn't that what you mean? He's like, no, they're beautiful, compassionate eyes. Yeah, um, exactly. And then she's like, oh, are you trying to come on to me? Or are you trying to sweep me off my feet? So he's not, he's tried it on with Mei Ling. And now he's probably tried it on with all of them. He says, ladies, man. It seems that Naomi is trying on with him, though, isn't it? When she was like, well, you can strip search me. Yeah. They flirt a bit, but Snake asks her why she was shocked to see his face. She tells him he looks exactly like Liquid, and if they are brothers, to which he replies, saying he has no family. Snake pushes her for answers about the revolution, but she says she was captured and thrown in prison with Baker. He asks her what the facility is really for. She says it's owned by a shell company of arms tech purely for the development of metal gear. The disposal is just a front. Continuing, saying that Foxhound and the next generation special forces were called here for the operation because they are special ops group who can keep secrets. Snake asks her about the keys, to which she replies saying she has them. And then Snake says, what, what, what does he do? He asks her how she, how she hid them from the guards. Then she has a oh, cheeky yeah. comment, doesn't she? Yeah, what she says, you know, women have more hiding places than men do. Which, I mean, I suppose they do. (laughs) I don't know where she hid them. I don't know where she hid them either. Meryl asks about Baker, and she's shocked to hear that he's dead from a heart attack. They then talk about Dr. Emmerich and ask if he's still alive. Snake is told he's in the second floor basement of the building to the north, the nuclear warhead storage building. But Snake needs to know how to get there. Meryl tells him to take the cargo door on the first level of the current building. She says she'll open the door, but Snake tells her to stay out of the way because she's too green. They have a little argument, but eventually she agrees. Then Meryl gives her backstory, doesn't she? Yeah, the mu- it changes to that kind of a s- sorrowful music. when She's talking about her growing up and how she always wanted to be a soldier. Snake tells her that she's jumpy from a combat high and she needs to take it easy. She has to stay alive. She protests slightly, but Snake tells her to stay the hell out of my way. Meryl then agrees and says she'll be a good girl. They conclude with Meryl saying that she'll contact Snake once the door is open. So back to gameplay. And the only way is up. It's you and me now. (laughs) Sorry. You can go back to the holding cell if you want now with the level 2 door. There's a couple of bullets in there, but eventually you've got to go back up to the ground floor. And as soon as you get there, you get contacted by Meryl, and she says the door is unlocked. Snake tells her to be careful, but she says she has a disguise. And she tells us how it's an airlock, so there's obviously two doors. Then Meryl says she'll meet Snake at the next building, and he protests, saying that she'll be a good girl, but she says she changed her mind. 
Snake warns her, but then she says, see you there, and closes the comms. But there's a couple of new doors we can go through now with this level 2 pass. So the first one is just beyond the door that gets opened, and that's a level 2 door, and I'm assuming you went in there with the sleeping soldier? Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd been in there before with the sleeping soldier, and I got the Sockham Eliminator. You could open that previously. Could you? Oh, no, wait, you couldn't at the level 2, but I, yeah, sorry, yes. Right. You're right. Yeah, and then you get the um, the silencer, and you have to equip it by holding it on your equipment item, then selecting the pistol, then it, like, combines, doesn't it? And you can now shoot the gun without fear of alerting anyone. If we go back up the stairs, as soon as you get to the top of the stairs, there's a door there you can go into, and we get our very first cardboard box. A very yep. good moment in uh, Metal Gear history. It's a classic moment in Metal Gear history. It is. And if we follow this walkway back round, back to where the camera is, I believe, you can go into another door and we get a mind detector. Did you get the mind detector? I didn't get it the first time around. I had to come back for it. Right. Actually, I had a problem. I had to come back. I went back and forward through that those laser beam place in the airlock yep. a number of times because I needed stuff that I didn't have. Right. Fair enough. And you know what? I did the exact same thing. Yeah, so I didn't have the mind detector the first time around. Yeah. I don't know how I missed it. And then I realized I didn't have chaff grenades when I got to the next place that I needed it, so I had to go back and get them again. Fair enough. And I got slightly annoyed, so I tripped off the sensors. <laughs> which, which, when the sensors... I think I tripped the sensors once, and the doors closed, doesn't it, in a fluzz of a gas, and it's game over. Yeah, you can't escape. You go to the door... And the codec goes off again, and Meryl tells us the exact same thing she told us 30 seconds prior. And then I did call some people when I got to the sensors. So Campbell says, you have to get past the sensors, I'll set them off. Thank you, Colonel Obvious. Master, he just gives you random different things, and he says, uh, for me, he said, he was mentioned about being a sixth sense, rely on your sixth sense as a soldier or a gamer. I was like, okay. Nastasha, this is the most ironic one, she says, this has lasers in and you need to be able to see them, so maybe you should try and use your cigarettes, but watch out because cigarettes are bad for your health, even though she has a cigarette hanging out of her mouth 24-7. But I just use the thermal goggles, as I said. I used the cigarettes again because I just thought, you know, they worked for me. I mean, I didn't even think to use the thermal goggles. I probably should. I, I will next time. It's fine. It's not like it, it changes much. So as we get through, there's no music outside and the wind is blowing once again and there are tank tracks in the snow which look very recent. But that's not surprising considering we just left a tank storage area. As soon as you move forward, the codec rings. The picture is an unknown person. You can't see the face, it's just white static. This person tells Snake to be careful. There are mines in the ground and we need to use a mine detector. Snake asks who he is and he just replies, just call me Deep Throat. Snake notes that Deep Throat is not using burst transmission and he must be nearby. The man ignores this comment and tells Snake to be careful. There's a tank in front of him waiting to ambush. Deep Throat. Do you know why, what Deep Throat is? Deep Throat, well, Snake mentions it actually after he says Deep Throat, he says the informant from the Watergate scandal. The yeah. Watergate scandal being uh, when the president was ordering secret recordings in the hotel of the walk of the Watergate rooms, I believe. It was the president at the time, Nixon. It was Nixon, yeah, Richard Nixon. He he basically got people to break into the Democratic um, Democratic Party's headquarters in in Washington. I think it was the Watergate office building rather than the Watergate hotel. Ah. I think, yeah. yeah. And, and the, the room, guy was. 
Yeah, Deep Throat then was an informant who who, who knew what was going on and to- broke the story to the press to Woodward and Bernstein. Oh, there's a movie. Who is it? Robert Redford and um, his name has gone out of my head. Anyway, yeah, they were reporters for the Washington Post, and that's basically what broke the story. Yeah. Oh, what's the name of the guy? He's Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man. Dustin Hoffman, that's the one. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. I think Robert Redford are the actors. In yeah. Um, and then in The Simpsons, the same thing as Deep Throat is Mr. Smithers when um, Mr. Burns is trying to block out the sun and he breaks the story in the car park, underground car park to Lisa and Bart, but then Homer comes in his car and shines the light on him and they find out who he is. Is that, for, is that a scene from the film, is it? It must be. Well, it's a scene from real life because I think he meets them in a, somewhere, but they never see it. Well, they obviously see his face, but I think it's something like that is from the film as well, yes. Because that also happens in Family Guy, doesn't it, with um, Kermit the Frog. We get gameplay again now, and if you equip the mind detector like you should, you can then see the mines on the radar. You can see the sensor area in yellow, and if you walk in front of the sensor area, it blows up, causing massive damage. But if you lie down and approach them from behind, you can pick them up. But it's worthwhile picking up all the mines in this area because you never know when you might need them. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you approach them from. I approach them from the front. And I oh, seriously? Them up. As long as you're yeah, lying so down? As long as you're lying down, it doesn't matter. Right, okay. I've always got them from behind. I didn't realize that. That's good to know. As we push on, we get a cutscene. The screen starts to rumble and the borders fade in black. And then tank tracks can be heard. The tank stops and a voice says, this is Raven's territory. The hatch opens and a large topless man appears from the top of the tank covered in tattoos. I do not, I don't remember the voice for Raven being so, it's not, it's not top quality, is it? He sounds a bit like a knockoff Arnold Schwarzenegger, to be honest. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, he sounds like a knockoff of um, Terminator. He then continues to say, Snakes don't belong in Alaska, and he will not let Snake pass. Like, you shall not pass. He's done a Gandalf impression. He then says, send him a message, and the tank fires at Snake, who does a backflip and he dodges the shot. The man is then identified via on-screen text as Vulcan Raven, and he tells him he belongs on the ground. And then what, what I think is an important line, he says, you should crawl on the ground like the snake you are. He gets back in the tank and the fight starts. So the reason I'm saying it's an important line is because I forgot you can fight the tank with chaffs. So if you run out, it shoots you straight away. However, if you crawl on the ground, it doesn't hit you because the terrain's uneven. So it keeps hitting the uneven terrain. So I crawled up the terrain to fight the tank. But then I remembered that you can fight with chaffs, can't you? Yeah, I rang up Natasha. Nastasha? And she said, "Use." Uh, she said, "The main gun basically can, you know, hit hit you straight away, and you can't avoid it. But use chaff grenades to disorientate it." So I looked through my menu, and then I realized I had no chaff grenades. There are chaff grenades up at the top right of the map, but you can't get there without being being killed. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. I found it was impossible to get up there because um, he just kept shooting you with the main gun. So I had to go back through the airlock and find some chaff grenades again in there. Could you just leave the boss fight and go back through? Yeah. All right, okay. No, you can't leave the boss fight and go back through. You die, but then you reload. Uh You reload at the start and then just go back out the door before you encounter them. Fair enough. It was a pain, but... But when you do manage to approach the tank, there's um, a man dressed in white, isn't there? There's a terrorist dressed in white in the gunner's position. And for me, I just threw grenades on it. I think that's the way you're meant to do it. I'm not sure if you can shoot it, but I just threw grenades on the top. 
You can't you can't shoot it, you just lob grenades on the top of it. And then after one or two grenades you blow him out, but another guy takes his place, so you keep doing the same thing and eventually you get the health all the way to zero, then the battle's over. How do you find the battle actually? Once I had the chaff grenades it was fine. Yeah. Did you continue using the chaff grenades even when fighting it or not? Because once you get close to it, it can't use the main gun. Uh, I kept using the chaff grenades anyway, just to make sure that it, in case it, you know, just to make sure because there were chaff grenades around. Yeah, fair enough. Then just, then just threw, threw grenades on it, and once once you were able to get close to it, it was it was easy. So again, obviously cutscene. I mean, this game is like fifty percent cutscenes. The tank explodes, and the man is thrown from the top, although the tank is still intact. Snake inspects the body of the man in white and finds a level 3 keycard. Raven says from inside the tank, I hope you're happy boss, he got the card. So it's clearly planned, wasn't it, that I was trying to give him the card. Yes. What I don't get is, right before I continue, is that on that airlock door in the storage, the first door was like a level 4 door? No, the first level was a level 5 and the second was a level 2. What's the point in that? I don't get it. I didn't either. It makes no sense. And then this door is a level three that you're going to pass through. It's just, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's just, it's some design decision that someone's made and it it really doesn't make any sense, but... No, it doesn't. Snake then wanders off towards the next door to open it. Liquid replies to Vulcan to tell him they'll play with him for a little while longer. Raven warns him not to underestimate Snake. And Liquid asks what he thinks of him. Raven tells him, in battle... It is like he is possessed by a demon. Revolver Ocelot then chimes in, saying Snake is his and next time they meet, he'll take special care of him. The scene finishes with Liquid saying, Not yet. Don't kill him yet. Then we re-emerge within the Warhead storage area and we get another health increase. Yeah. One of the other things as well that's annoying about those, that's not, it's not consistent with those doors. It's all the other doors close behind you, but the one level 5 door that Merrill open for you stays open all the time. So yeah. the door into the airlock stays open the whole time, whereas all the other ones close behind yeah. you. Yeah, I, I don't get it. It's a, it feels like a very poor decision now, looking back at it, retrospectively looking back on it through this replay. We're replaying it retrospectively, and we can see what's what what doesn't add up. <laughs> also, what's his name? Vulcan Raven ref, refers to Oslad as General Ivan. General Ivan, he? yes, he does. He does, yeah. I think that's his actual name. Obviously, um, I think yeah. he's got Russian. He's got Russian ties. Well, he, he does because well, he does. Yes, he does. If you go back in there, yeah. So there's not that much discovered in this section, really. It's pretty straightforward, isn't it? We found Kenneth Baker. He's dead. However, it's funny that they're claiming. Well, we saw last week that it looked like the Darpa chief was dead, even though he was alive. So there's something funny going on there. Sounds like they actually don't have the detonation codes or at least they don't have well i'm saying they don't have they have they have baker's detonation code because he talked you the torture but we don't know well they, you know they said they didn't have the darpa chief's code so as far as we're aware they only have one code and they don't have the card key because merrill has the card key so it's pretty straightforward really so i guess now so we save and turn it off and what is mei ling's words of wisdom for us tonight Oh, Mei Ling has many words of wisdom, but one of Mei Ling's words of wisdom for this week is she said, um, Snake, like Confucius said, the cautious seldom err. So basically she said, you know, if you proceed cautiously, um, you probably won't make a big mistake. So even after, well, she's saying to Snake, even after you get used to the mission, don't lose your concentration. 
but it's a motto or a guide for life. If you're cautious, you won't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you've done something a million times, you can still make a mistake if you proceed cautiously. Um, you won't make a big mistake. So I guess it applies to anything. You know, people probably have accidents when they're driving and whatnot. You know, you just become complacent. You might have driven the same route a hundred times. And the time that you, you know, take your mind off it, that's when you have a crash. So as she said, like Confucius said, the cautious seldom err. And that's Mailing's words of wisdom for the week.